25 minutes to 6. Tom Dudo very shortly. Crow Star still to come. Your chance to win $1,400. Thanks to the Barreau Hotels. $15 snitties. Monday to Wednesday, the Albion, the Excelsior and... The Birkenhead, mm. which will soon be the home of Stephen Rowe, just to cop it yeah. from Port Adelaide fans. All of that before 6 o'clock. Yeah, Port 1, Showdown 52. They were simply too good in the second half. Joining us is one of their leaders, one of our favourites, 5AA's very own Tom Duday. Dude, welcome. Thank you for having me, boys. Good man. In the end, it was a disappointing loss. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we obviously didn't bring it in that second half, and um, that that's not us. We, we feel like we've competed pretty well all year, even when our backs have been against the wall, but um, unfortunately, I don't know whether it was just the youth or we were just tired or we just, um, I don't know, don't know exactly what it was, but unfortunately we, we didn't bring it for the four quarters like we know we needed to. And credit to Port, they're, they're a good outfit, a good unit, and they uh, they walk the walk. Hey, Tommy, how did you feel at halftime in the rooms? I mean, I thought the game was incredibly close and, and well-balanced, but what was the talk in the rooms? And, 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 you know, were you up and about thinking, yes, we're in this? Yeah, absolutely. We were, um, yeah, we were, <laughs> to be honest, I thought, Pre-game, I was a little bit nervous. We were sort of, you know, it was, it was a big game, and mm. with Robbie retiring and the away crowd and stuff, you get that that angst that was felt like a finals-like atmosphere. And, and then I felt we, we we brought it in the first half, and it was that was sort of our way and the way that we wanted to go about it. That game, low scoring, make it really gritty. And then going into halftime, I was I was really confident, but it just unfortunately it just didn't show up. And um, we've we've looked at it and we'll learn from it. And unfortunately, it's happened to us a couple of times in games this year, and, and they've always resulted in losses because you just can't give a team at this level an inch. But um, yeah, it, it's disappointing and, and not how we want to be uh, perceived or not how we want the end, end of the year anyway. The way the uh, the second half unfolded, it certainly put you blokes down back under a lot of lot of stress. I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that it wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't an easy one back there. It was. Um, Unfortunately, like that, that, that's just how it happens sometimes. Um, it was the same against North Melbourne in the second quarter where the, your midfield, you, they, you can have the best midfielder in the comp. They're going to have days where they're not going to get on top every time. And um, shoulders out and coming in the fourth line hot, it's tough. But sometimes as a back group, you've just got to find a way to get it done. Mm. There was a few contests there where we got some spoils, but they were soft drops and then the, the crummers were there or we, we sort of thought we had good position and then last second we get outbodied. But um, yeah, I thought the boys down back competed well. I thought Buddy and Muzz were really good on their tools and Joshy Worrell had a few different roles on Georgie Artis and Gray at times. So they, they all did well in their own respect. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was a tough, <laughs> tough second half, yeah. that's for sure. Mm. You stood, Robbie, for big parts of the game. You know, the crowd was right behind him in the second half. It was a bit like don't shoot Bambi, just let him shine, Tom. That's how <laughs> it felt from the boundary line. Yeah, he. Um, I was sort of trying to, trying to just pump him up before the game and really get into his head so he sort of took it easy on me but um yeah I don't, I don't think he kicked one on me but he got the got the mark inside 50 in the in the second that was um a nice little delivery from Boke and then uh come out at half time and played on him again and he goes just give me one more that's all I want just let me have one more and I, I sort of sort of actually felt like giving him one to be honest just a just a little kick across the face of goal straight into Robbie's lap and he can have one to uh, get the crowd up and about and send him off on his way but um yeah. No, he's an absolute champion of the game. He he was talking a bit of smack in the middle there, but all in all, he's been uh, he's been a thorn in our side for a while. And mm. as much as I uh, love watching him play, I, I'm sort of glad he's gone because it means showdowns. We don't have to worry about him winning a medal every year. Cornsy said, as a team, you guys didn't fight back as a club when they called you arrogant and entitled. Was anything said on the field? And, and just on that, who's your team's intimidators? Who's your team's... Um, you know, with the tongue can cut or, or by actions hurt, Tom? Um, the first part of it, yeah, it was a, uh, it was an interesting interesting week in that regard. It was very, um, we sort of didn't buy into it or bite back because we thought it was quite um, quite fabricated and um, sort of 
like it was all planned. It wasn't wasn't off the yes. cuff, and it felt like they were all set up. And it was mm. it was the media response. It was something that they wanted to do. So we just sort of thought it was a bit of bit of an extra publicity thing. Get more people to the game. Get Robbie out. All that sort of stuff. So we didn't feel the need to bite back. Um, but I mean, in terms of I mean, who do you reckon, Robbie? Who do you reckon's the best on field in that regard? Well, I reckon the tongue would be um, little lady, and I think actions and intimidation with someone that could possibly hurt somebody, probably um, the fog, and he's getting better at that, Tommy. Yeah, look, to be honest, the entire forward line probably fits into both categories, and your oh. son's right up there as well. Um, Laddie's Lady, pretty good. He, he's, he can always just go back and say, I've got two jackets to anyone that goes at him, so he's always got that up his sleeve. Um, but the rest of our young group, they're pretty they're pretty humble in that regard. They just okay. let their actions talk. Okay. Was it a growth year, dude? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was... Um, Obviously, we, we would 100% have liked to see more wins, and we uh, we expected a few of those games to go our way, and um, I felt like we, we developed in a lot of areas, especially that the final, if you look at the final four, probably the final three games, and then the first half of Port, um, that, that was us, and that's that's what we feel like we developed, and some hostile environments in there, West Coast away, um, North with Ben Cunnington coming back, so there was there was some games there where we could have let it slip up, and, and we just found a way, and... Um, especially that West Coast game and the Carlton game, our, our ability to fight for four quarters is is a really uh, positive reflection on the group, but along with all the development we've seen from from everyone knows how, how good Saligo has been this year, Sam Berry's pressure, Fogg's second half of the year. So it, there's definitely growth there, and I know it didn't look as big a, like from the win-loss point of view, but um, we've shown a lot, we've seen a lot, and internally we're very, very happy with how we come along this year. Hey, Tommy, yeah. Uh Players now get a break, and I know depending on you know, how many years you've played, you get between sort of eight and 12 weeks off. I remember yep. talking to Travis Boak about this, and I said, uh, so what do you do? You've obviously got to keep training and keep in some sort of condition. And he said to me, I'll give myself two weeks to eat and drink anything <laughs> I want, and then after that, I get back into it. Now, I, I was flabbergasted. Two weeks. <laughs> And I, I couldn't believe it. What What's your sort of regime in, in this time of year? I um I I'm of the same sort of um, mindset, but I get probably one two days in. Like I was just at the club doing my exits, and I did a little bit of uh, like some weights and stuff while I'm there because you go from being basically from when the off season starts, like after that two weeks, mm. you train in three days a week, you gym in three days a week, and then you're into preseason, into the season, your body just doesn't stop. Yep. So after after probably two days of drinking beers and eating palmies, you just mm. feel like a bit of a slob. So you have to sort of try and sweat <laughs> it out. Um, I, I, I give give me about two or three days of it, and I'm, I've had enough. But then in oh. terms of letting the actual body rest two weeks, but I don't think the best way to let it rest is a. Um, is too many beers and calmies. It's probably better to just put the feet up on the couch, but it's the, uh, yeah. the silly season. It's what we do. Tommy, mate, I do it for 365 days yeah. of the year, mate. <laughs> I didn't want I'm, to go there. I, I was yeah, going yeah. <laughs> to throw it out there, but I thought I'd better not. I'll let you bring it up. I am absolutely match-hardened with that. Okay, so exit meetings are you going to have, I don't know, what do they call it, a wacky Wednesday? What's the, what's the, what's the, what, what's the next week look like? Uh, it's pretty interesting because we because the sample boys are still going, so we don't want to. Um, yeah, yes. One, we don't want to. Obviously, if they're preparing for a uh, final, we don't want to <laughs> have them on the on the beers all day and then rock up the trading. That'd be a uh, that'd be a good look. And then, secondly, we we want to make sure they're included. So we don't have too much planned. It's probably just little drinks and get-togethers and stuff. And then we'll, we'll probably look mm. to do something a bit silly later on, but um, maybe around BNF time. But um, yeah, it's relatively different this year with the sample boys trying to go for a flag. Yeah, good work. Hey, dude, have a great break. We've loved you on 5AA Breakfast. Look forward to hearing you again on Thursday. Rest up. Let's hope the back-end boys can will make some really good list decisions, get some elite talent back in like they did last year with, with Dawson, improve over the summer and get into that top eight 
um, dude, thanks. Well done. You started. Summed it up perfectly, mate. Summed it up perfectly. Good to be back on the drive, too. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, time. the dude. <laughs> thanks, Tommy. Beautifully done. Uh, third generation chef Chris Jama has made it easy to hold functions. A legend has opened another room upstairs with a balcony. How good's that? For corporate events, birthdays, in fact, any celebration, get in touch with Jama's Kitchen Bowden and they bring us a crow's player every week. They do indeed. It is fancy made easy. We love Jama's and Chris loves the crows. Just before we get to a break, Cornsy uh, talked about the Pitch Invader during the showdown. So there's a very popular Instagram account called Just Adelaide Things, kind of the quirks of Adelaide in South Australia, if you like. The shoes that the man was wearing are now available to buy on Facebook Marketplace for $500. But more interestingly is that uh, one of the young ladies who is related to said Pitch Invader mm. put up a message saying, I saw you posted my uncle. This wasn't the first time running onto the Oval. He ran on four years ago. Wow. He had a four-year ban. It was his first game back. Oh, he decided to do it again. Oh, you clown. Here are photos from no the first way. time and now the second time. So he there he is in 2018 not. and there he is in 2020. And if you want to buy those shoes, Rowie, if you want to pass the hat around. The old Julius Marlowe's. $500 for those. Uh, you know why? He's got to find 10 grand. Yeah. 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 Well, that's right. Do they come with a compass? In those shoes or not? Well, no, sure. they, were the the yeah. they were the Barter Scouts. They were. They were the old Barter Scouts. But interestingly, four years from now, will he just have that urge and go, you know what, maybe I'll go one more. I'll say I don't yes. know whether I respect him or I just think you I is. just think if it had been a, a more crucial game, a more crucial time, it, it would have been pretty dangerous. Maybe you, you maybe he what? picked the time. And you don't you want know to know what? Maybe he's that smart. But. <laughs> Timmy, 